0: For Geek Gamer Weekly. Center of the most calculating intelligence on earth. The Uber Podcast, just for geeks and gamers.
1: We have news for the beautiful people. There's a lot more of us in our view.
0: With your host, Joseph Fulby.
2: Men wanted to be like him. Women wanted
0: to be with him. John Kessler. He will be talked about in the same way that Rockefeller and Carnegie and, and Ford are talked about. <laughs> Chase newness.
2: For your information, butthead, he's headed for the video championships in Los Angeles. Now, live from Earth. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then?
0: When? Just now. It's Geek Gamer Weekly.
1: This is Geek Gamer Weekly, episode number 189, recorded on Sunday, January 8th, 2012. The 2012 CES preview. And gaming. GGW is brought to you by the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. For more information, visit techpodcasts.tv. And by Minecraft Me, the new show that is all about the hot game Minecraft. For more information, visit geekgamer.tv slash minecraftme. And by Wirecast. Plug in your cameras, prepare your shots, and broadcast live with this powerful software package. For more information about Wirecast, visit Telestream.net and click on the Wirecast page.
0: Hey
1: everybody, welcome again to another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. This is the Uber podcast for geeks and gamers, and we're happy to have you all here and hanging out with us on this Sunday evening, the day before CES kicks off in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Chase Nunes, and as always, I am joined with... John Kessler. And Joseph Falby. Hi, guys. How are are both of you? How was John this evening?
0: Just ducky.
1: Cool. Cool. Anything fun or interesting reading going on over there?
0: Oh, all kinds of reading. Really? Yeah. Now, it might not be interesting to everybody, but it's stuff that's interesting to me. And, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Go on. All right. Next, Joe. Joe. Yeah. What's up?
1: Report on your weekend. Go. Finally brewed my root beer. All right. Does it
2: taste good? Uh, it tastes really good, but it's not carbonating enough yet, so um, oh, okay. it's still sitting in the uh, in the the keg, uh, getting um, force car force carbonated.
1: I can't wait to taste yeah.
2: it. Yeah, it should be pretty good. My, uh, I I think I'll I'll try to keg my actual beer sometime this week, so that might be ready by the time you get here this weekend too. All right. Awesome.
1: Uh my weekend. My weekend was all right. It was interesting. I, I broke a pinball machine. Uh, a br-
0: <laughs> it was a brand new pinball machine. It
1: was brand spanking new, and I mm-hmm. broke it within four minutes, which shows you a lot about quality insurance in, uh, in pinball manufacturing these days.
2: Or your effect on machines.
1: That, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to uh, pass some words along to some people uh, and actually make some announcements. Uh, we 've been doing this show now uh, for a very long time episode one eighty nine We are eleven weeks away from our two hundredth episode wow. and uh, it 's now time to start thinking uh, what should we do for episode two hundred and so uh, i 'm just counting here one, two, three, live from Vegas. <laughs> uh, I say
2: we all four, get five, drunk and do a, a, a four-hour live live uh, cast.
1: Nine, oh, 10. God. So <laughs> our eleventh episode is slated. If we if we were doing this show every single di- uh, every single week, uh, our our two hundredth episode is slated to be on March twenty fifth, twenty twelve, um, and that's if we did it every single week and not missed a beat. Which, you know, may or may not happen. You know, obviously we have life that, that gets in the way. So it could push into April. But 200 is going to be around then. So we need to really start thinking about what we want to do. Vegas is a great idea. I think <laughs> I'd love doing that, actually. Uh, maybe a land party, you know, who knows. Uh, there's a lot of different options out there for us. We've done live stuff before. We've done a couple of live things at the... Um,
0: um, what's that place called? The AFK Tavern? Ta- what's that? <laughs> oh, you got to edit that part out. No,
1: no, I'm sorry. I had a little of a brain fart there.
0: No, yeah, well, no, yeah. AFK Tavern, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, we could always do the AFK Tavern again, but yeah. I, I, I think the 200th episode needs to be a bigger thing. I don't know. It needs to be special. I mean, we've done the AFK Tavern, and, you know, it's been special in its own right, but I think we need a different place. And maybe one place that we don't have to worry about lugging all this freaking equipment everywhere to do it. Your garage. My garage. Yeah, we'll just do it <laughs> in my garage. Great idea. The other, the other thing I wanted to talk about is the content and the length of this show. Now, last week we did uh, our show, and it was an hour and a half long, 90 minutes long, and, you know... We do get the downloads, not as many, obviously, as Minecraft Me, but then again, you know, we're a more general show. Uh, We don't really specifically break into one topic like, you know, a game like Minecraft, or we don't talk about Eve only and call it Eve Me or anything like that. No. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, I want to throw this out there to John and Joe and maybe have this discussion live on the air here. But um, what if we... Shorten the show. What if we made it thirty to forty-five minutes? Would that make a difference to anybody? Would it? Would it matter? Would people be mad because we're not having the longer version of the show? I, I just want to piss off the the people that we do have listening. What do you think, John?
0: Um, you know, I, I guess you know, the, I agree that the big thing probably is length like of the show versus um, size of download. For some yeah. People.
1: Yeah. So for some people,
0: yeah. I mean, I guess the audio only is probably not. Gonna be, isn't a very big file compared to the video. No, it's not. Um, unless you somehow edited it. You know, edit down the audio part. I'm not editing anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's already too much work. Yeah. So ah, well, you know, it's it's, a, it's your call. Well, it's our call
1: because our call. this is this is yeah. our show. I mean, you know, you say it's my call. Which yeah, I know. Honestly, it could be mine. Yeah,
0: but you're, you're the one that's got to edit. The,
1: but I'm the, the one. Who, I mean, I know, and I'm the one who puts a lot of a lot of work into it. But you know, I honestly, if you didn't show up to do the show, John here, I mean, Joe and I, we could possibly do a show. But you know, in all honesty, you know oh, it, it, it it takes it takes a collective effort <laughs> to do to do this. I think. Yeah, um, and we and it gives us a great excuse to hang out every
0: week. I know you guys get bored when I'm not here. You want anybody to pick on him, make fun <laughs> of.
1: Do you have any thoughts, Joe? I mean, do we? Do you think we should keep it as a an hour and a half format? I mean, some podcasts go a half hour, some go an
2: hour. Um, I feel like a weekly show doing it half an hour doesn't seem like it'd be long enough. But I, I guess forty five forty five minutes to an hour would be more appropriate. I, I don't know. Yeah, half an hour seems short to me, especially because we like to cover so many things. Yeah, but. Um, but I would say keeping it to an hour or so would be, would be better, you know, kind of the same you know we go about that length on the Minecraft show, we could do that here too
0: yeah, yeah. The, I, I think that with the half hour it's kind of hard because sometimes we do kind of get off on the left field or the right field, and, but people like it when we yeah. people yeah. like it when we go off on tangents though I yeah, think. so I, it's, it, that would hard be hard to do. It almost have to be you know with a half hour it's, I think it would be felt more like it was railroaded towards the end, you know mm. it's like this is our time limit. You know, you, right. get, you get thirty seconds on each thing, and next, yeah, you'd have to have a bunch of pre edited programs. So, stuff,
1: I, I, maybe we all agree then that uh, ninety minutes is too long. Ninety,
0: probably I
2: think ninety is. minutes is
0: a little long. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes, you know, and sometimes actually when that happens, we don't even it's just because we were going and we didn't even realize it. It's like oh
2: yeah,
1: yeah, but, that's true, that's true. So okay. so so forty five to sixty minutes tops. Nine. I would say 000. so. Yeah. So if, we, if, if I look down at my clock here, and I see we're coming up on 55 minutes.
2: You should come up with a, a, a keyword to use to let John and I know what the time is. Uh, <laughs> Something that you can easily work into conversation, like... Um, Cacao?
0: Artard. <laughs> <Our> no. <laughs>
2: Sorry. Yeah, Artard would be good, or, or, or maybe... Um, Redwood turkey eggs? Uh, oh, well, I got an <laughs> no. idea. Why don't you give the, the timer to John... And then we know anytime he says more than five words in a line. That means it's time to wrap <laughs> it up. It's getting a little long, yeah.
1: yeah. I know who MIBXOS0Q9 is in the chat room. That is, that is my cousin, Jake.
0: Just because you, know, you look at the uh,
1: host. <laughs> no, this, the host doesn't really help me. No. Sonic.net doesn't really help me.
2: It's the redwood turkey eggs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Since this is a tech show, let me tell you guys the story. When I was growing up, um, so when I was growing up, I, you know, couldn't afford real baseball jerseys. You know, I got a lot of my clothes from the bin at school, and that's not funny. That's that's real. Okay, you're hurting my feelings, John. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, John, way to go. I was laughing Jeez. at
0: the <laughs> IRC. Sorry. <laughs>
1: See well. So so anyway, um, you know, I couldn't afford clothes, and so I got them from the Bennett School, and I, I got this really cool baseball jersey, mm-hmm. and it was number fifty, which I really liked the number for some reason. I have no why, no idea why. Probably because I, I liked Oral Hershiser growing up, and so on the back it was, you know, number fifty, and on the front it said Redwood Attorney AIDS, A I D S or A I D E S AIDS. You know, like people who help you. And my cousin, you know, he always used to pick on me. He still does, obviously. And he would say, hey, it's Redwood Turkey Eggs. And it just kind of stuck. And it's been the inside. It's 69. Go F yourself. <laughs> uh, but it's, but it's kind of just stuck ever since. So there you go. Uh, I need to get myself a Redwood Turkey Egg shirt, design a logo, design all that fun stuff. But... uh Hey, enough of that. Uh, All right. <laughs> so this week, uh, remember, we're keeping to a strict sixty-minute rule, so we're down to fifty minutes, and we still have our picks of the week to do. Uh huh. So uh-huh. this Uh-oh. week Uh-oh. is probably the Super Bowl of tech news weeks. It's called the Consumer Electronic Show in SEMA. S- no, not se-
2: wait. S- what's the what's the first <laughs> thing you said it was?
1: What <laughs> you said it was the something of something. It's the Super Bowl of electronics news. So what's that? The Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah that. It's the, the biggest football game of the year.
2: That's the World Cup.
1: No, I'm talking about hand egg.
2: Oh right. right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where okay,
1: more money is sense. spent on commercials and advertising than any other major sporting event in the world.
0: World Cup, isn't in the that a race?
1: What's that? Even What's the that? Olympics? One event. One show. One thing. Not the Olympics it's like a waste as a collective. Of money and time. God, you guys. <laughs> this must, we'll, we'll call this the tangent show. We're just going off on tangents.
2: I know. Everybody loves a good game of hand egg. That's true. People probably
1: don't even know what the yeah. hell we're
2: talking about.
0: You know, We're probably, probably. going to get sued because we said the word Super Bowl on the air. You know, oh, live. you're right, John. We, yeah.
2: Actually, yeah. yeah. That's why we're better off just calling it hand egg. We have no yeah. money. Oh, the big, from now on, it's the big hand egg game. <laughs> well, we're not commercial. We're not, so we're not going to get sued. Yeah, that'll stop the NFL. They really give a rat's
1: ass. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, the World Cup of Consumer Electronics is kicking off this week in Las Vegas, Nevada. All <laughs> Where we find out what is going to be the next coolest and neatest gadget, gizmo, television, or any other consumer electronic item, hence the name Consumer Electronics Show. It happens all week in Las Vegas, and there are no- numerous outlets out there that are going to be covering the event and we are part of one of the greatest organizations that will cover this event and that is called the tech podcast network you will be able to watch live streaming coverage of the event all week at our website at geekgamer.tv as well as tpn.tv so make sure you either catch it at our our website or at that website tpn.tv if you want to check out really cool gizmos and gadgets and items and we just have Just a small taste of what's going to be unveiled at the show this week. Uh, Some previews, if you will. And one of the first previews is that we always like to talk about is televisions. And Toshiba has a new TV that is going to be revolutionary, extraordinary, beautiful, engaging, and gorgeous. It's the 55-inch 4K glasses-free 3D TV. Now, Joe... Can you explain to maybe the the mid level tech geek like like some of us are, John, that may not realize the difference between HD TV and 4K TV?
2: Well, uh, 4K is basically what the next step in HD TV is going to be. Um, sort of. Uh, HD TV, as as everybody should know, is generally considered either 720p or 1080i. That's the broadcast version, anyway. You can do 1080p, which is what you'd get on Blu-rays and and formerly on HD DVDs and that sort of thing. 4K is... Expensive. See, I'm looking for an actual resolution. It looks like 4K starts at 2160p. Jeez. So uh, it... Basically the two standard, uh, or the two semi-standard resolutions for it are 4096 by 2160 and 3840 by 2160. So that gives you an idea of how much bigger that is or how many more lines there are in, of of clarity in 4K than there is in 1080p. Um so that's one of the cool things. It's actually 4K's actually been around in Japan for I want to say, like, five or six years now, they've been doing sumo uh, matches, record, or, you know, doing live video of sumo matches in 4K so that bars and stuff who can afford the TVs have super, super high resolution displays. Um, the other cool thing this TV introduces is glasses free 3D, which means that you don't have to wear glasses. So, all this argument that we've had about, you know, well, you have to make sure you bring your glasses to your friend's house and stuff like that when you want to watch 3D TV doesn't matter. Um, this particular TV will automatically do um auto stereoscopic is what they're calling it uh 3D which is um basically allows up to 9 people to all watch the same TV in 3D
1: and and, and does it doesn't the one thing that's kind of remarkable about this TV it's actually tracks the heads of the people that are watching the TV and lets you know if you need to change or move or Right, it's so if so you weird. get too far
2: out and it yeah. can't give you the audio, the audio stereoscopic view, it, it will you know kind of indicate that you need to move closer, that sort of thing. But um, it's really cool. It's basically the same sort of tech that the 3DS uses, only the 3DS is a fixed stereoscopic view. Um, so it has a fixed distance that it works well in. This you know obviously is completely different because it's 55 inches, but it will auto do that effect um, to you wherever you are in a room for up to nine people. So, a really cool thing. Um, the only real problem with it, well, the two real problems with it. First, there's no 4K broadcast in the United States yet. Um, I'm sure that will change because 4K TVs are going to be coming. They are the next thing. Remember, HDTVs TVs were the same place 4K is now, um, you know, like 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, we will all be moving to 4K eventually. And the cost. This TV right now costs uh, an estimated $10,000. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so it's not on my list for uh, Christmas next year, but um, it's still a really cool thing, and I'd love to be able to see it in person. I think that would be really amazing.
1: Yeah, one one of the things that's got me worried about this is, you know, I I still feel that 3D is gimmicky. You know, I I've watched TV on a 3D TV, and it looks great. It looks really cool. Uh, you know, Mouse in the chat room talked about how the passive 3D technology that LG is doing is is really nice. I would take a a larger, which I do, a larger high definition TV <laughs> over a, a 3D TV any day of the week. I, I'm just a bigger. I just love the more crisper image and brighter image that a you know a high def you know picture can provide over 3D. I just I'm I'm just not a big sell on it. Um, but you know that's just my opinion, I guess.
2: I don't know, I think 3D, 3D in the home, now, now though you've watched 3D movies.
1: I have, yes.
2: In Absolutely. the cinema, and you've enjoyed them. I mean, there are some movies that come across in 3D really, really well and do a really, really good job. I think probably my real standout favorite in terms of a 3D film so far has been Tron. Yeah. Um, I thought Tron did 3D the way it should be done. It was nice, it was, it was relatively seamless, it wasn't, it wasn't in your face, it didn't feel like a Disney movie um you know a disney theme park movie where they have stuff coming at your nose all the time um and i think if we could replicate that experience in the living room i mean wouldn't that be a good thing though yeah if you can get the same clarity the same resolution the same display that you can get in the movie theater in your living room uh, you know what's the problem
1: i don't know maybe it's just because of the fact that a lot of the content that I I rather see it the the problem with the with 3D I mean it really depends on the movie but the problem with 3D is a lot of the movie directors and producers you know they 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 do it to make things throw at you and make th- oh like ooh look at this thing coming at your face and you're going to duck and you know it's it, and the other thing too is they They use that that gimmick or that feature of 3 d to make you concentrate on something and really detract your attention from something else that 's going on possibly in the scene or in the movie. Um, I find that happening you know you know you can 't maybe take a look at the background of the movie because they want you to focus on something else and it 's kind of like that forced move it 's that forced judgment that forced thing to make you do certain things that i don 't know I just
2: I don't know they've been doing that forever I mean they can do that with focus without using 3D Sure, they can limit the focal plane and just have you focus on whatever the foreground element is but a lot of that is attributed to the director, to the creative mind behind the film, it's something that they chose to do I don't think that detracts from 3D as a technology, I think that detracts from idiots as directors (laughs) Um, you know, so I don't know I think 3D has a place, I think it will have a place I think it's going to get more popular it's going to take a little while before people people will get over that wow factor of 3D eventually and we'll stop seeing movies that, like I said, seem like a Disney theme park movie where where everything jumps into your face. And uh, honestly, Tron is probably one of the first ones that were that way. I know that um, there were a few other movies that came out last year that that had the same sort of idea where the main movie was 2D, they wanted to make most of their money off 2D, but 3D was an added thing and they did not make it for 3D rather than... You know what I mean? And that's what's important is it needs to be made... As a good movie first, and then add you know add 3D if you want to, or, or have 3D in it and, in as well. Not make it as a 3D movie, and then you know anticipate everybody watching it in 3D.
1: We'll give John the final word about 3D TV.
0: John, uh, I don't really care for the 3D. How about 4K? Stuff. The 4K actually, Joe. Did you take a peek in the IRC uh, channel there? Uh, no, I was messing with uh, looking up. There's got there's actually a few 4K. Um, projectors out
2: oh yeah 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 um, 4k is the i mean the 4k is the next big tech in yeah. in tv resolution monitor resolution that's where things are going to be going um and it's just going to take a while to get there. But, yeah, there's equipment coming out now for 4K. Uh, I think that's like the Red. Uh, the Red was the first, you know, the Red 1 and the Red Epic were the first cameras that really featured 4K mm-hmm. um, in terms of their resolution. And then there's a few others that have come out since then. Sony has a camera out and a few other things like that. But, yeah, there's projectors out. Hot. All of this gear, though, is way high end. Mm-hmm. Um, to give you an idea, one of the displays that I'm seeing here from Sharp is a 4096 by 21 2160 a 64-inch screen um, is $53,000. Wow. So now, they're it- all a little on the expensive side. Here you go, Chase. Here's one right up your alley. A Panasonic 4K screen, 152 inches. Must be a projector. Um, $500,000. That's it? That's it. Jeez. Sign me oh. up. You should sell your house and all your vehicles. And
1: I would need to sell five of my houses. <laughs> sell the show.
2: Well, then uh, then go knock off a bank. Um,
1: <laughs> you heard it here first. Joe told me to go knock off a bank. I'll see you guys later.
2: <laughs> we should practice and heist some more so you know what to do. That's true.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah like that's not sneaky.
2: But... Um, but no, I mean, I think I think this 4K stuff is awesome. I want a 4K monitor. This 2560 by 1600s 30 inch monitor is just a little bit too low res for me.
1: You know, uh, <laughs> another major uh, television company uh, that has always been there as a value and quality is Vizio, and this year at the Consumer Electronics Show, Vizio is going to be unveiling their first ever desktops and notebooks. Uh, they're going to be getting involved in that aspect of electronics, and so actually got some pictures here to show you of uh, they're going to be introducing a 24 and 27 inch all-in-one pc and also a 14 and 15.6 inch thin and light notebook and a 15.6 inch full-size notebook uh they're promising low profile designs and all that fun stuff so as you can see here's some pictures of what that stuff will look like uh they're ultra notebooks and they on the one desktops uh, they look really clean really nice designing obviously they, they're, they're, they're wanting to make themselves look uh, kind of like the Apple for the PC side of things I guess it would be the, uh, the great way of talking about it uh, but you know some people like to be in the, the PC ecosystem but they also want their gear to look great and I think Vizio might find a, a nice little niche for those people because obviously, you know, when you have what ninety ninety five percent market share, you know, you want to try to sell, uh, set yourself apart. And What I'm talking about is window you window stuff. But uh, John, would you buy something like this? Would you uh, tell people to buy something like this?
0: Yeah, it depends on what they're looking for. You know what they're what they're looking at for uh, what their needs are for you know an item like that. Whether not you know if they need function or if they need look classy. Okay. Like you said, it's the apple of.
1: <laughs> well, they're trying. Well, we don't yeah. know yet. I mean, we we should find out more information this week. This is just a preview, but uh-huh. uh, Joe, what about you, man? What do you think of uh, Vizio's attempt to move into the computer realm?
2: Um. Well, the style is very Apple-ish. Um. The laptop they're showing here looks kind of like a uh, a um. Uh. God, now I can't think of it. The the super thin MacBook MacBook Air the Air um yeah I, God. It, it must be this episode. Um, I mean, but yeah, the style is is definitely definitely similar to Apple. The keyboard and, and the trackpad that they have showing here both look very much that way. I'd like to see a few more photos of the uh, laptop for sure. Um, but uh, it's for me at least, what it's going to come down to is it's still running Windows. Um, I'm, I'm not going to. I don't want to pay a premium for it, for the computer design, especially if it's just a pretty computer on the outside and it still runs. Um, Windows, I'll build it myself, or recommend someone else build it, or that sort of thing. Um, but I, I could see how this would be attractive to some people. But uh, you know, for at least for Apple, I have to defend Apple because it all in Apple at least it always comes down to uh, user experience. Not um, you, you want the experience to be seamless, not just pretty. If that makes sense,
1: yeah, that makes perfect sense.
2: Um, what I was going
1: to go to next, um, I had no really. Segue for so I'm just another CES story. Another CES story. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, this is actually a really neat idea, and uh, this is something that Joe presented. And this is something called the biken or the bicken. I'm not sure sure how how it's really supposed to be pronounced, but the concept of this is really really neat. You want to talk about it?
2: Sure. Uh, Well, this is this is kind of an idea that's it's been around for a while. You know, people lose their keys, their wallet, their stuff, or they forget it. And what this does is this is an app that you put on your phone and little keychain devices that you attach to whatever you think you're going to lose. And when the two go too far apart, or it's, actually it's an iPhone case, and whenever the two go so you know, for, far apart, an alarm goes off on both ends that says, hey, I'm far away from wherever I'm supposed to be. Bring me back together. Um, which means that hopefully you won't forget your keys or your bag or that sort of thing again. Right. The other cool thing about it is if you lose your keys and it has one of these keychains on there, you can actually run the app on your phone, tell it to make your keys make noise, and they will start chirping at you from wherever they are. Uh, Because obviously, if they were outside of range, they would have made noise already. So, uh, pretty cool. It actually uses a uh, a, a specific tech, um, 802.15.4, instead of GPS, which is kind of cool for those... Well, it saves on battery power Uh, as well. Yeah, it saves on battery because you don't have to have a full GPS. It also saves on... on, uh, Uh, money because you don't have to dedicate an entire gps circuit to it um the base up the package containing a case in one tag will be about 100 bucks while a kit with two tags will be 120 and additional tags can be bought in packs of two for 50 bucks so it's not even that terribly expensive as long as you don't mind the case
1: i and that's that's my my big hang up right here is the case And, and looking at this picture here that i'm showing on video uh it's a nice looking case no 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 nothing no problem with that however I use my phone all the time in the car, and I dock it with my home with my stereo in my car. And I, as you could see here, there this case plugs into the dock connector, and so mm-hmm. I can't use the dock connector. I'd have to take my phone out of this case in order to
2: use it. Yeah, you know that's just not going to be practical for me. I, I was yeah. I was it, looking does forward it does. It does give this, you a, a mini... many. Um uh, mini USB port, USB, you know, um, yeah. the micro USB port, which is nice for charging. But yeah, when you have devices you connect your phone to, especially an iPhone, yeah, it is kind of a problem. But I mean, it's cool tech nonetheless. Um, I'd love to, uh, uh, I'd love to see one and play with one for a little bit. Um, not sure if I would jump headfirst into buying one or not. But it's it is pretty cool tech. It's a cool idea. Yeah, it's a great people idea. Who are likely to lose their stuff. Yeah, uh,
1: you know, and that's something that I would want. I would put one of these on my wallet. I would put one on my
2: keys, put one on John.
0: <laughs> I was the same.
2: <laughs> I can see this being really Catherine. useful, especially um, uh, not to generalize, but for women out there who carry a purse around and are afraid of losing their purse somewhere, hook it onto your bag. You don't have to worry about that. Um, that sort of thing. Or a student, same sort of thing. If you have a backpack, hook it onto your backpack. You don't have to worry about that walking w- too far away from you. Yeah. I can even see this being useful traveling. Yeah. Um, hook it onto your carry on while you're in the airport that way if somebody comes by and grabs your carry on you know you get a one thing, hopefully yeah. nice loud alarm to know let you know where it is one
1: thing that does suck about this it is iphone only nothing uh, for android at this point it's rough it's rough for those people who like the android <sighs> opennessness yeah for those people like john yeah john what
2: <laughs> i don't know but uh, cool tech anyway yeah
1: so. now we have we have a couple of uh, other uh, Geek Stories that we didn't get to that we wanted to share with you, we'll have those in our show notes at geekgamer.tv. Now, oddly enough, even though this is the Consumer Electronics Show, there are a couple, just a couple of uh, uh, gaming stories or game-related type items that are going to be released at the show. Um, and one of those items is really, really cool. And the uh, the iCade is going to be uh, de- uh, debuted at the Consumer Electronics Show. And what the, the iCade is, it's a neat little attachment for your mobile device, and it not only just works on iPhone, but it'll work on any other devices that basically have Bluetooth and
2: compatible games. Well, does everybody remember where this came from originally, This iCade? Yeah, the iCade was a spoof on ThinkGeek. It was, it was one of ThinkGeek's April Fool's yeah. jokes. Yeah. And uh, I think it was two years ago now, and there, it, just like some of their other stuff, it had enough demand that they said, hey, we'll figure out some... Or somebody said, we'll figure out a way to make it. And... Uh, and that's how it came about and and I don't have one but boy I tell you it looks really cool so,
1: so so what this thing is supposed to do is you know a lot of those games out there for the iPhone and Android devices you you know you would use your hands on the actual phone well the what the iCade will do and, you're, and we're showing a video for all the people who watch our video is you put your your phone or iPod Touch or Android device in this little cradle. As you can see, it's snapped in with the, with the rubber. And what it will do is it connects with Bluetooth to the device. And then you essentially have a controller uh, with uh, shoulder buttons and trigger buttons. And you have a, a four-button push-button pad on the side, a full directional pad there
0: turns it into a PSP.
1: It, essentially, yeah. It turns it into a, a handheld... <laughs> only far more useful. Uh, absolutely. Uh, th- this thing gets about a 40-hour battery life. The only drawback at this point is we don't know the price. Uh, they have not revealed how much this thing would cost. Uh, and, and it looks like, you know, how w- with how the, uh, the phone... And actually, you can even rotate the phone as well. But... One thing I do like about this is it seems like since that rubber is kind of flexible, you might be able to fit your phone if it has a, you know, a finished type of a case in there uh, without it falling out so you don't have to take your phone out of the case, which I that appeals to me. I actually like that. Um, and it seems like it would be kind of hum- comfortable to hold, and I think that's a, a great idea, Um I, I I'm in for it. Hopefully it's not ex- expensive as hell. Uh well, I, the
2: current I the current iCade, the full stand-up i you know, not stand up, but the full, you know, bigger version iCade for the iPad is a hundred bucks. Um is the the standard price. That's that's actually available through um through a bunch of different places. But yeah. uh you know, if they brought this in at, at, I would say, the 50 bucks or less. I was going to say
1: 49, 50 bucks. That'd be perfect. Yeah, be a, I
2: think that would be just
0: about right. Yeah. And, and I hear 51. Do you want going once? Going I'd, pay, I'd, pay,
1: I'd probably pay 60, but I wouldn't pay more than 60. Sold at 60. nine <laughs> ninety nine I would probably pay. So if they're, if they're listening, which they're not, but if they were the IM people, we would pay. And you know what? We should try to get a review unit. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> John John doesn't play games on his phone. No. Yeah. Why not, John?
2: Well, you know what's interesting, too, about that, the the rubber, the way it holds the phone, is it looks like you might be able to adapt that for other phones, too. That
1: yeah, That's what I was saying. You know, it should be universal because it is just Bluetooth.
2: Well, as long as the phone is roughly the size of an iPhone or smaller. You know, you couldn't use one of those. I, I can't remember who makes that Android phone with the screen that I think looks obscenely huge. Um, but, uh, but you know, it looks like a mini tablet. almost looks like a... Uh, Almost looks like a Kindle Fire size, uh, even though it's a phone.
0: What, what do you got there, John? Uh, I was joking when Joe was saying. Yeah. Uh, I was joking with my Evo.
2: Your Evo's fine. I like your Evo. Your Evo, the Evo screen's not actually all that much bigger than than an iPhone screen. The, I can't remember who makes it, but somebody makes an an Android phone with a screen that is. I, I swear it's it's a half an inch in every direction bigger than the than the iPhone screen, and it's just ridiculous how big that thing. See is. my new phone? Oh, and,
0: oh, I'm sorry. That's my Nook. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's, all, it's yeah. about that size. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Hold that up to your like
0: ear, John. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> Hi, how's it going? <laughs> yeah.
0: Wait, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> so one big game that a lot of people are looking forward to, my wife included, is Diablo 3. Now, if you have a Best Buy in your town, you might have seen this if you're watching the video. A display for Diablo 3 saying the angels... Ancient perils of the past will reawaken in 25 days, 3 hours, 16 minutes, 14 seconds. Now, the one thing that's very interesting about this display is Blizzard hadn't even announced when Diablo 3 was going to be coming out. And Best Buy is printing ads suggesting that they're confident about the release date. Now, here's, here's the funny thing about this. Let me scroll up here. Blizzard has debunked the rumored February 1st release date. Community manager Micah Whipple said on Twitter, Diablo 3 does not have a release date. Any store or person claiming otherwise is guessing. Now, here's what I don't understand. You look at this ad here. It says it's printed on the materials available for purchase at 12.01 a.m. on February 1st. It's right there on the top edge of, of the sign. So usually in order to print anything with a company name on it and a logo and all that fun stuff, companies have to get permission to do so. So Best Buy could not arbitrarily print this out without permission from Blizzard. So who's lying here? That's what I want to know. I don't think Best Buy is lying. I, I think uh, Blizzard's trying to be like, oh, no, 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 because they, they want to control the launch news. Is it coming out on
2: February 1st? I don't know. What do you think, Joe? I don't yeah. care. All right, fine. I, I, haven't, I haven't bought a Blizzard game in a long time let, since since I mistakenly purchased World of Warcraft, and I won't be buying another Blizzard game anytime soon. Let me ask
1: John then. He likes playing a Diablo. John, uh, sure. do you think this is real? Do you think this is fake? You know, I, is it a
0: fake or is it real? I think it's fake. It's fake. <laughs> it's fake. You know, actually, real. I, hadn't, I hadn't seen this until you know you brought it up for the show tonight.
1: This is not Photoshop. This is, this is real. This was taken in a store mouse. So
0: this is not Photoshop. It was confirmed. Um, yeah, I mean, if Blizzard says they're wrong, somebody, uh, corporate or... Um,
2: well, except that's a good point, though. Blizzard hasn't said they're wrong. Blizzard just says it doesn't have a release date.
0: Uh-huh, that's true.
1: This was spot- uh, spotted, by the way, in a Rochester, Minnesota Best Buy. And the Best Buy website lists the same date.
0: So,
2: you know, if, well, if... I think you're probably right, Chase. I don't think... I think that Best Buy is correct and Best Buy has the official release date or or what is likely the official release date from Blizzard But Blizzard wants to keep it on the DL and is a little pissed at Best Buy. So maybe, if anything, Blizzard will change the release date by a few days just to annoy Ble- uh, Best Buy. And then they'll yeah, send out I mean,
0: stickers to put on the poster.
2: Yeah. A little Probably. sticker that goes with mean, the number. That's totally something I would but do. Somebody you
0: know. corporate Best Buy is going to get bitch slapped. Yeah, who knows? But.
1: Well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, maybe this is all this is really intentional weird. to stir up a little backhanded backdoor controversy. Maybe.
2: I I I don't think. Um, Blizzard Activision is that... Um, <laughs>
0: creative. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Let's keep it in the news. I That's
2: could cr- see Valve maybe doing something like that, but Blizzard Activision, I'm I'm impressed that they managed to get their titles released at all sometimes. All right. We broke Just new. throw more money at it, I guess.
1: <laughs> we broke news here uh, on this show first. Microsoft Flight. Uh, you could get yourself involved with the beta test and sign up for that if you wish to do so. There are more details now about Microsoft Flight, which, by the way... Pop quiz, trivia here for you. Do you know how long Microsoft has been making a simulator, a flight simulator? 27 years. Very long time. Uh, You know, obviously a very successful franchise for Microsoft, one of the only ones, minus (laughs) Office and Windows and something else like that. Um, But anyway, one of the huge announcements coming from the Microsoft camp is that this game will be free. That's right, free. It will not cost you a penny to buy.
2: (laughs) I was just going to say, Microsoft, actually, Flight Simulator is the longest-running franchise from Microsoft. It predates Windows by three years. I know. It's,
1: <laughs> but pretty pretty impressive stuff. I mean, I, I remember playing this on a Tandy computer. I mean, just old-school stuff. Um, it's not one of
2: those things you buy at Radio Shack?
1: That's correct. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, Microsoft said it's going to be free. <laughs> However... It's uh, what we uh, what I saw on the web. Something called freemium. So it will come with like one or two planes. It'll let you fly around the island of Hawaii. But if you want more planes and more uh, places
2: to fly, you'll have to pay for it.
0: They're free yeah. after
1: you. So pay it's a,
2: for it's them. a microtransaction game. So they are obviously following the wildly successful um, pricing structure that Zynga pioneered. Um, I. I think this is good for
1: both audiences, for the hardcore audience and for the casual audience i mean obviously there are, there are casual people out there who maybe just want to fly in their local area and they don't really care about everything that the game may offer, and they don't want to plop down fifty or sixty dollars for it. They'll buy a plane that they like like a seven forty seven maybe cost them five bucks, cost them maybe ten dollars for their city. They're in for fifteen bucks and they're happy. Uh, now, some of the things that has been said about this game is that it's going to be a lot more scalable in the pre- than previous versions. So if you don't have a high-end version, uh, the graphics will scale and still look good if you're running something crap. What are you running, John, on your on your system? Which one? Um, you're, just your... Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: say my system. Well, I've got seven computers. That's kind of a... <laughs> what are you running on your server there, John? Uh, uh, yeah, um... Yeah, I mean you you you're, you're going to pick on the uh I'm just messing around. Yeah. on the uh, Weezer. No, I Well, on my... the
1: Weezer could probably game lightly. It can it can play Diablo
0: yeah. 2 on there. Yeah. yeah. So now that's free after a uh the one-time subscription you no, pay no, once it, a
1: year. No, it, no, it's going to be free. <laughs> and if you have a games for Windows account, you'll get some more free features. <laughs> which Joe <laughs> loves the games for Windows platform. Oh, it's going to
2: uh, have that crappy thing built into it, isn't it?
1: Yes, it will.
2: It's and well, the add-ons you'll
1: have to purchase through, uh, you know, Games for Windows. Kinda all right, like, you know, well, I
2: guess I'll be buying X-Plane then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is X-Plane available on Steam?
2: No. Well, I don't know if it's available on Steam or not, but it doesn't include Games for Windows, so that's good enough. There's nothing wrong with Games for Windows. There's everything wrong with Games There's for Windows. There's nothing If I wrong. wanted the Games for Windows interface, I would play my Xbox, which I don't play on.
1: I don't have a problem with games for Windows. I'm okay with
2: it. I'm, I'm fine with it.: It doesn't bother bo- that you have to log into games for Windows to save a local game You don't have to. Stoop- you yes, don't have you do. to. Yes, you do, really? If you want to play a game that has games for Windows in it, if yeah. you want to play a local game, not online, you want to save your single-player game, you have to be logged into games for Windows, and if you don't log in, the game tells you you have to log into games for Windows.
1: I'm serious. That sucks. Yes. Okay. That's, well, that Game
2: sucks. For Windows Live sucks.
1: But I have a Games for Windows account, so it doesn't really matter for me. Because
2: <laughs> oh, I have an Xbox account. Heard is, somebody was playing on his computer. He logged into his Game for Windows Live account. Because it was also his Xbox Live Gold account, his wife was watching Netflix on the TV through the Xbox. It kicked her out because someone else logged into the account. That,
1: that, well, actually, the good news is that doesn't happen anymore. Wow. That
2: shouldn't happen anymore. Last week, from what I read, really? Are you
1: sure? Because was he running the new dashboard software? I have no idea. Okay, because they they allow for roaming profiles now. So that that no,
2: should... it wasn't a roaming profile. It was you had the same account logged in twice, and it kicked out the one that was older.
1: That's lame too.
2: Right? See, Games for Windows Live. It's a great product.
1: Yeah. What if What if uh, you had Steam in two different places? It would do the same thing, wouldn't it?
2: Right, but I don't have to log into Steam to watch Netflix.
1: No, but if you want, let's say you had a home theater PC and you had a game on that, and then you had a game in the in your bed. You I'm know.
2: talking about gaming on two different systems. I'm talking about she was watching Netflix on the Xbox, and because he logged into a game that used Game for Windows Live, it kicked her out of Netflix. I oh. mean, the fact that you have to buy the, the gold package of Game for uh, Xbox Live just to play Netflix or your Xbox is stupid, anyway. But um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, no, I, I can I can argue about this all day long. So. <laughs>
1: well, you go ahead. I'm going to keep going with the show.
2: Um, <laughs> That's what I mean, is keep going, because I'll just, just keep coming up with reasons why it sucks, because it does. Well, I'm not saying it's perfect. I, I
1: never said it was perfect. I just said I don't have a problem with it. I. It sucks. I, I'm okay. It's
2: terrible, and they should drop it like they said they were going to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That said, I'm gonna go order an X Plane right now. All
1: right. <laughs> you go do that. And I like to know when last time they actually updated
2: X Plane. Huh? Uh, X Plane ten is out right now. Well X Plane 10's been out. Uh let's see. I think I don't I don't know when the last update for X Plane was, but it was probably more recent than the last X, than the last update for uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator.
1: Just saying. Alright. Well let's move on, shall we? <laughs>
2: uh X Plane ten Came out in December of 2011, so it's been out for a really long time.
1: That's like a month. <laughs>
2: yeah. But you said it'd been out for a while. X Plane 9 came out. Well, in, I meant X Plane as the franchise has been out for a while. Not 27 years.
1: Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's time for our picks of the week. <laughs> yes, it is. These are the uh, coolest, neatest, geekiest, or gaming item of the week that we have pilfered—not stolen, but just kind of pilfered and looked for and found. And we're going to talk to you guys about it upon. right now. First, John's going to kick us off with his pick of the week. John, what's yours? What's your pick?
0: My pick. Um, click over over here, and my pick happens to be. I, I found it on a. Uh, Come across it on the BBC web news site. On the BBC. The BBC. Um, was this the most interesting item in the world? Well, it was just interesting, but to me, it might not be for everybody. Joe didn't think it was very interesting. Um, it's uh, called the Oramix machine. It was uh, built back, you know, started clear back in 1957 by Daphne Oram. Um, it, she was experimenting with using light to create sound um through this machine to where she was doing drawings and paintings on clear film and it was going across the sensors and she was just you know, out there making you know making her music using this device um it actually happens to be in the london science museum on display until december 1st of this year and uh I don't know. I just thought it was uh, interesting. Um, she was using. Um, it's a big machine. It's it's big. Um, there's a site, um, Engadget. There, I think there, there should be a link to for yep, the Engadget. We have that, yeah, um, in the show notes there, they have a nice little video of the guys um, dragging it back to his workshop. Um, so it was kind of interesting. It came in like it was like three or four parts. They found it in some barn, I think, in France. They said, um, I as far as how the thing completely works it's uh a little beyond me but uh interesting enough and that it was kind of cool the clip on Engadget they did have some music and and actually a voice recording of her talking about it very cool um the other link that hopefully he put in there was
1: oh, i only got the one link uh, oh. from the Engadget story
0: but uh, okay that cuz that other one why is that it's not Engadget Link, um, there's another link where the guy somebody went through and took a bunch of you know still photos of it. The fort went to the museum and kind of in the rough shape that it was in. But uh, no, that was my goof, goofy pick of the week. There's. very cool,
1: very cool. Neat. I like that. It's interesting. It's 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 really. Knee deep geek, we'll call it that. But, yeah. but but no, I mean, yeah, John, you can find the most interesting stories, and and I got to say that is pretty geeky, and you've you have fulfilled your requirement of pick of the week.
0: Off to you, Joe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Chase should go first because he has two. Well, they're quick. They're oh again, I guess they're both kind of related. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. so all right, so what, I'll, what's I'll yours? Go ahead. I'm, I'm mine. Mine is a uh, is a company called uh, SoroPod. Studio, okay, and um, they're making a new game called Castle Story, and it's not out yet, unfortunately. But it looks really, really cool. They have a great video on their website. If you go to their website, and we're actually
1: showing it right now, some of it. Um,
2: and uh, what it is is it's sort of a, a world. It's sort of a world game like Microsoft, where you can build whatever you want or dig whatever you want and do whatever you want. But instead of you being directly the person doing the work, you have these minions that do the work for you. And uh, so it's also got a little bit of um. Uh, I, I, some people have mentioned that it sort of has a, a, dwarf fortress type of feel to it too, to some degree, not, not quite as in depth as dwarf, dwarf fortresses, thank goodness. Um, but, uh, yeah, as the video shows, you can lay out blocks and, and the, if you have enough people and enough supplies, they will build those, the blocks for you. You, um, uh, you can get them to go mine areas, stuff like that. The end goal or the primary purpose of the game is to build up your castle or build up a fort and then you get, um, uh, and then eventually you will be able to have multiple castles fight against each other using your peons, train them as warriors or that sort of thing. It looks really, really cool. Um, it, it The video is, is amazing. It's 10 minutes long, but uh, if you have a chance, you really should watch it because it does show just how cool this, this idea is.
1: Yeah, we're seeing and, how um, these minions are building this uh, fort thing right yeah, now. Yeah, they're
2: actually. building a, a wall for the, for the fort. And then later on in the video, he shows them mining an area to get more stone because they run out of stone. Yep.
1: So, yeah, we see them mining it right now. It
2: looks so like so. It's, it. uh, it's a, really really cool looking idea. It's a great concept. Um, they have they have a Twitter feed going, so you can get updates from there. They even had Notch reply to them on Twitter and said he thought it looked like a great game, and he wished he'd come up with the idea, which is pretty high praise indeed. It looks um,
1: phenomenal. Now, obviously, they're they're doing this on the PC, uh, yes. which which is great because obviously, when you any type of do a real time strategy time, you know, using a mouse and keyboard is the preferred and only method. In my Definitely.
2: opinion. Yeah, but I think it looks like it could be a fantastic game. They've got some basic pathfinding built into it. It for the looks characters.
1: phenomenal. Are they using like uh, shell
2: shading or what are they using here? I mean, it's- I'm not sure what all they've they've talked about it. It is, um, uh, you know, I'm not sure how the render is set up and and what they're doing for graphics. But um, it they have a, a definite physics engine in it because really late in the video they show them blowing up. Uh, part of one of the castles, and you can see the individual bricks falling and stuff like wow. that. It is it is a really outstanding looking game. So and it's so it's called Castle Story. And Castle Story, and it's and it's by Saru, uh, Sarapod Studio.
1: Yeah, and we'll and we'll have a link in our show notes, uh, SarapodStudio dot com, and all the information you want to know about that. But yeah, we'll have a link in the show notes about it. But that looks
2: that looks great. <laughs> I love games. It looks like, really cool. Yeah, looks I'm really I'm, cool. I'm like. Where I, I keep throwing money at the screen when I'm on their website, but I'm not getting a copy of it yet. So, uh, <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean, if they have a, a pre 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 alpha and they let me sign up for it, I'm all over that.
1: Oh, absolutely, so. I would, I'd be over that too, man. <laughs> I've been a fan of real time strategy games, uh, you know, since like Command and Conquer and SimCity One, you know, and playing this that on the Mac like an classic amazing
2: building game to me. Yeah. It, it, I just love the idea the, the the way that works and stuff like that. I really really want to give it a try. Um, And their video, the video is is really cool because it shows some of the stuff that it can do, and then it really sucks because it it makes me realize I don't have it right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, very cool. Well, thanks for the pick, Joe. That's a great pick. Um, My pick uh, this week are two, count them, one, two iPhone apps uh, that I want to talk to you guys about. The first one is, I know it's going to be pretty, you're going to shoot me, Mm. I know it. But the first one is the Starbucks for iPhone app. They also make one for Android john huh?
0: um <laughs> it's starbucks
1: uh whether or not you like them or hate them i really enjoy their app and here's the reason for christmas i received not one not two but three starbucks gift cards and i'm not a coffee drinker so, you know, it's one of those situations where, you know, I know I could go to those, one of those websites that, you know, you sell your gift card and you get something else that you want. But you know what? No, I'm going to take in the what you know the, the spirit of the gift and I'm going to fulfill it at Starbucks. Now, I didn't want to take these three gift cards that I have here in my hand and hold them in my wallet all the time. One thing I do have all the time is my phone. So I went ahead and downloaded and installed the Starbucks iPhone app. And the really cool thing about it is it lets you go ahead, once you sign up for an account online, which you can sign up on the phone, but it is easier if you sign it up online. You sign up for a Starbucks Rewards account, and then you can enter in your gift cards into the phone. And then your gift cards, you can take all your gift cards and then transfer the balances all over to one card if you want. And then you just have this one card. And the best part is you take your phone... Let me let me actually pull it up on my phone now. Does it put a barcode on your screen and you scan the barcode? Exactly, that's exactly what it does. Wow. So l- let me let me show you guys here Guessed real quick. At that. Well, it, it's pretty cool. Um, so so here here's the app. It's it's booting up now. So there's my gift card. I know it's really kind of hard to see, uh, but let me hit the touch to pay button, and then what happens is it brings up this barcode. ...that you just hold up to their little barcode reader... ...when you get to the drive through or at the main register. It scans it. You get the receipt electronically. And it's instant. It's quick. I think it's cool. It's also got an easy-to-navigate uh, store uh, locator... ...which will tell you if the store is open or closed... Uh, ...based upon your GPS. Uh, and even tells you right on the phone. Open. Closed. It's really neat. Um, and obviously they have a rewards program. The more you use the card... Uh, and if you register, you get a free drink on your birthday. You get free features like syrup and refills if you're in the store, you know things like that. Um, so I gotta say, I'm not a I'm not a Starbucks guy. You know, I didn't grow up drinking coffee or anything like that. But I gotta say, it's really cool, and I like how they're incorporating technology. Uh, the app's free, and you can get it on Android and iPhone. So check that out. The other pick that I have this week is. Flipboard. Now Flipboard has has been an awesome app that I've been using a lot on the iPad, but recently they have now incorporated in a universal app, so they also have it available now for iPhone. And it's really it's a really neat app that takes your story, that takes stories from all over the web in in categories like tech or social or world news or economics. And what it will do is it will compile and scrub those stories from all all over and put it on your phone. And it's a beautiful interface, it's really easy on the eyes to read. It will jump you out to those providers that have those stories. So it, you know, kind of gives you uh, a scrub of uh, the top headlines and when you want to read more information, you just hit a button and it takes you there. It also incorporate your Instagram, Facebook, and other types of providers, so you can actually see what's going on in your friends' lives and pictures and stuff. It's an incredible app. I use it all the time on my iPad, and now it's on my iPhone, so it's even better. And I and I use it a lot to look for news stories to talk about on this show, and uh, just kind of chill in bed and read before I go to bed. It's a great app. It's free. It's now available for the iPhone as a universal app, Flipboard. Um. Man, you guys have no questions for me about either of those two
2: apps? Nothing? No, I was going to say the uh, the Starbucks app looks really cool. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes me want to go to Starbucks just to use the app, which is a really bad sign. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I got to say, Joe, I mean, I, you know, I'm not a coffee guy, but... It's, it makes it so easy. It's, it's how uh, – I would say it's how a, a store app or something like that should work. You yeah. know, the idea that you can you can just hold your phone up to the cashier and they can scan the barcode off your phone, stuff like that. Yeah. But the only app I can come up with that does anything similar to that is like the Apple, Apple Store app, <laughs> <laughs> which um, I, I, I forgot to tell people this, but I used it um, at an Apple Store. I've used it a couple times now. And uh, and you just scan your your item with your card. It tr- it you, you given you set in your password. It charges your iTunes account for whatever you're buying at the store. You put the item in your bag and you walk out. Yeah. And boy, let me tell you, that is the creepiest feeling. It makes you feel weird, I've doesn't it? Ever yeah. Had. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, I, I've picked up a couple things now using it, and it is just so weird doing that. And uh, and and the Starbucks app. I mean, I know you have to obviously interact with a barista in order to get anything, but it strikes me that it could have the same sort of weird thing where you don't even reach for your wallet. You just show them your phone. Right. And, um, uh, and I think it's cool. I mean, like I said, it makes me want to go to a Starbucks just to try to use the app. <laughs>
1: <which> <laughs> you know, and I, a- and I thought – see, here's the thing. I thought it wouldn't work well mm-hmm. because – I've had people try to scan barcodes on my phone using those barcode apps, and it doesn't work. But the the barcode scanner that they have at Starbucks actually takes a picture of the barcode, and that's how it knows to, for it to work. I mean, I've never had a problem at Starbucks. I have actually
2: it. had. Um, yeah, it works. I, great. I had a ticket for an event on my phone, the the PDF of it on my phone because I would printed it out, and then didn't bring bring the. Print out with me. Right. And they, it took them about, you know, literally about eight or nine tries, but eventually they were able to scan the barcode from my phone. Yeah. Um, so it does work, but it does take a lot of tries. But it's really cool that Starbucks is just taking a picture with it, just like, you know, your, your phone does. The like a QR code.
1: Yeah. 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 It's the it's same kind of format, it's not a traditional barcode. If you look at the barcodes, if you have a gift card or whatever that you can register, it, it, it does it in a weird way and blocks and stuff, and so it's really cool. And the balance is always kept up to date. It's great, and I'm not even a coffee and, drinker.
2: And it looks like it, it keeps track of your stars. So as you get drinks, after nine nine drinks, you get the uh, tenth free. Your tenth drink is free, right?
1: And actually, after you uh, get the five stars, I move up to the next level, and I'll, I'm at the welcome the level right now. Yeah, I get on locks. Yeah, on <laughs> yeah, that's
2: awesome. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's
0: next level yeah. up, you get strong. This it's is addicting. this
2: is the kind of app that we're looking for. And and um, you you talked about Flipboard too, and I have Flipboard on my iPad. I probably don't use it enough, but I have it on my ipad um and i just put it on my iphone while you we were talking about it so god now i'm gonna have to go to starbucks in the morning you suck i'm sorry
1: <laughs> i mean the cool thing is you you register your gift card and the cool thing is uh you you the thing is it's it's like tr- uh, uh cash and or, or you can actually i think you can just create a gift card on your phone i believe i'm not sure you well, might and,
2: and the other thing is i imagine because the the uh the starbucks stores all have public wi-fi right uh
1: yeah it's free wi-fi now
2: yep so I imagine that even if you had, like, an iPod Touch, you could still use this as long as you were on their Wi-Fi network.
1: I would, I would assume so. Actually, yeah. I mean, you, you'd roll in. You'd I wouldn't see to, why not. Yeah, you would, you'd roll into Starbucks. You'd have to open up your browser, accept the terms and conditions.
2: Yeah, get on the Wi-Fi network, and then you and, could use it. Then to, use it. Yeah, And and can you actually order your drink through it, too, for the store?
1: N- no, no, but you okay. can see what drinks, uh, you know, are that are available, okay. not for the store specifically, but, you know, what drinks they make, what drinks what, they if they're juice. in season, if they're available now. There are some drinks that they only offer a few months out of the year, things like that. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, very it's cool. cool. Yeah, I I dig it. I I can't believe I'm actually talking about a Starbucks app, but you know i <laughs> i was I was impressed with it so much that I use it all the time. I have three stars now. I need more. I yep. need two more, and then I get my free drink on my birthday, which is great as well.
2: Yeah, shows what happens when you drink a lot of coffee.
1: Yep, uh, yep. And now I'm, I'm up with cool ideas. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> uh, I wonder. Rem- out of the dark ages, right? So might as well.
1: Oh, Man, I'm, we're we're gonna go over an hour. Damn it. Just by a few minutes, just by a couple minutes. I want to remind everybody: uh, it's very important uh, that we have the Minecraft Me contest going on right now. Uh, The Minecraft Me
2: contest. contest.
1: It's for the contest for a contest contest. Yeah. Uh, You can find more information at uh, geekgamer.tv/slash contest, and you can win yourself a free ticket to PDX Land 19 in Portland, Oregon. All entries are due this week by Thursday, January twelfth, twenty twelve, by five p.m. Uh, it's all open to all residents in the U.S. and Planet Earth, unless it's restricted by law of your locality. And what we're looking for is your idea for a contest that is Minecraft related that can be held on one day. Uh, so basically, just give us your idea. What what do you think would make a good Minecraft related contest? Give us your ideas. Give us your thoughts. If you're one of the uh, top three selected ideas, we'll be putting it to a public vote. Fifty percent of that vote will be generated by you. The other half will be generated by Joe and I. And when we pick the winner, it's yours to do what you deal with. And you don't have to be part of the local area. Uh, I I saw one uh, submission like, yeah, I'm not going to enter it because I'm I'm not going to win. If I win, I can't go. Well, you could still sell the ticket. You could give it away. Uh, whatever you know, so you know. Please enter. Uh, we w- we'd love to get those entries. More the merrier. More information. Visit Geekgamer.tv contest for complete rules and information. You have until five p.m. Pacific time on Thursday. So, John, what you are eligible for this?
2: What? and and Chase, you forgot the perks. Oh, that's right. The perks. You, the you unlocks. Forgot, you You're mentioned. Right. We we you really should add them to this uh, to the page because uh, they're pretty major. Um. If uh, if you're winning, even if you even if you're out of range and you can't get the you can't use the PDX ticket, you're still going to end up being our first live guest on Minecraft Me. That's right. And we're going to give you early access to the Minecraft. You'll Me have public first server. access. You'll first have access, first access, which will be on the episode. So we'll actually have you in the server and hopefully in video if you're okay with that um, during that first episode uh, or the the that episode where we uh, premiere our, our server.
1: Absolutely, yeah, that's
2: right. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta. I mean, even if you're, if you like Minecraft, me and and you want to be in the show, even if you're not in uh, in the Portland area, you should still go for it because who knows? I mean, you end up with a ticket you can't use for free. That's terrible, you know.
1: <laughs> I mean, you can give it to John. You can give it to me. You can give it to anybody. Yeah,
2: whatever. You give it to
1: me, but I'll be there. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, a, a very special mention. Uh, I wanted to talk about this real quick, and that is. Uh, the Minecraft Marathon, minecraftmarathon.org. This coming weekend, uh, they are uh, kicking off a 24-hour marathon of just playing Minecraft. Now, this is being put on by the enforcers of the Penny Arcade Expo. All proceeds and donations are going towards Child's Play, a great organization. Uh, For more information about this, head over to minecraftmarathon.org if you want to know more about it. Uh, but it's great. It's a great idea just to just bring awareness to Child's Play. They're giving away some awesome prizes, some signed items related to Minecraft, and a whole bunch more. Uh, so ch- ch- check that out at minecraftmarathon.org. And also you can follow them at Twitter, MC underscore Marathon on Twitter. So check that out if you haven't had a chance to do that as well. Great idea. Great cause. Uh special thanks, Mr. John Kessler. He held holds down the chat room. You can follow him on Twitter if you want, V W Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. It's still <laughs> there for you. And, and, and when you wanna Lies. when you want that account, you let me know, John.
0: Lies. <laughs> it's a fake.
1: It's real. <laughs> it's, a fake. it's real. Also, Mr. Joseph Falby, you can follow him on Twitter too, at Falby F-A-L-B-E-Y. Uh, if you were following him the other day, you would have noticed that he talked about his brand new or his actually freshly shopped black hole is now back at home.
2: Yep my uh, my pinball machine finally back works great. Um had mm-hmm. tons of fun with it. Uh have learned that black hole is a very very hard game to get uh, multi ball on. I've only <laughs> yes. done it about three times. Have you rolled it yet? Uh what do you oh rolled it over, over score. Six, or over uh, yeah. six digits? I have not. Now.
1: Okay i got to try to do that
2: over the weekend. Yeah, and then I'll reset the high scores. Yes. Um.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Actually, I think it resets on, their, on its own. Uh, well, some uh, of them do. I
2: don't know. I'm not sure if the battery in the head is good or not. But anyway, who yeah. cares? <laughs> uh. it, is, it is a fun game to play, um, but multiball is next to impossible to get.
1: I am Chase Nunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Nunes N-U-N-E-S. Uh, we do lots of different things on the GeekGamer.tv network. We have our show that you're watching right now or listening to mm-hmm. GeekGamer Weekly. We also have a show on Thursdays called Minecraft Me. Uh, you know, which is all about Minecraft. The last show Joe and I blew stuff up and talked about TNT. And uh, you know, we always doing some weird content on the YouTube channel. We always have a Facebook group going. And as well as you can join our Steam Gaming Group, um, you know, all that fun stuff. But I do ask that you follow the network Twitter, if you haven't done so, at GeekGamerTV. That's when you know when we're going live with the show and when you can join us for special gaming events and hanging out with
2: us as well. And that's all that goes out on it. That's right. It's it's not, you know, we're not going to tweet like 1,500 times a day. It's it's just a a few times a week. Yeah, so we, it's not like we're going to spam your your Twitter for that one.
1: That's right. You know, we'll tell you, we'll show you some cool gaming videos that we might have found interesting. Uh but the average number of tweets per day is maybe one. <laughs> maybe <laughs> two tops. Uh but we do put out uh videos on our YouTube channel and you'll get that on the feed of the Twitter, which is kind of neat. So. Uh mm-hmm. so all that and more uh is available there at GeekGamerTV Gamer TV on Twitter. Uh, thanks so much for watching the show, you guys. We really do appreciate it. Uh, downloading the show on iTunes, or you can get us on your boxy box on the Geek Gamer TV app, also on the Tech Podcast app under the gaming channel. You can find us all on the internet as well at geekgamer.tv. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. You guys have a great geek week. We'll see you next week for another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. And until we all talk again, we are all silent. Good night, Crazy. Oh, bringing that back. Why not? <laughs> Why the hell not? (laughs)